It's Friday the 27th of March and this is the Monocle Minute. Today, the coronavirus pandemic sweeps Bolsonaro's Brazil. Critics of the government say there's been a total lack of continuity in policy at a federal level, in part because the executive doesn't actually believe that the virus is as deadly as people make out. We'll hear from our correspondent in Rio de Janeiro as fury grows over the president's mishandling of the government's response. Plus, cultural institutions embrace the online world and how urban planners are using their one walk a day to look forward to a friendlier future. I'm Ben Ryland in London. The Monocle Minute starts now. Like many countries, Brazil is facing its share of monumental challenges ahead as the coronavirus outbreak threatens public health and the nation's economy. But unlike many other countries, Brazil is led by a president who favours disinformation, even when it endangers his own citizens. Monocle's Rio de Janeiro correspondent Lucinda Elliott sent us this dispatch. Already a controversial figure in Brazil, President Jair Bolsonaro has been accused of risking the lives of millions for shrugging off advice from experts and mocking the coronavirus pandemic, which he initially labelled a fantasy. A myth of sorts, he said, conjured up by the media, and that the world's panic was unjustified. His blasé attitude is hurting his popularity at home. A poll published last Thursday showed 45% of Brazilians were in favour of the president's impeachment, up from 38% in May last year. More than half, 60% of those polled, said they disagree with how the president is handling the crisis. And you don't have to look at surveys to see the issue firsthand. Residents across major cities last Wednesday night started to appear at windows banging pots and pans in what's known as a panelazo, a popular form of protest in South America. They were calling for the president to stand down. It's now become a regular part of my evenings here in Rio. 8.30 sharp and my neighbours are out on their balconies rattling their silverware. Some use it almost as a signal to kick off their own house parties and turn up their speakers. This protest, some argue, is simply because most are staying at home, not down at the bar or the beach. Just like their northern neighbours in America, there's been a state-by-state -state response when it comes to trying to stop the spread of coronavirus in Brazil. Critics of the government say there's been a total lack of continuity in policy at a federal level, in part because the executive doesn't actually believe that the virus is as deadly as people make out. The populist leader has even gone so far as to greet his supporters outdoors in recent weeks, shaking hands and leaning in for selfies during a political rally in the capital, Brasilia, and he wasn't wearing a mask. Bolsonaro, who turned 65 last weekend, is not far off from the over-70 age bracket that is most at risk and has been twice tested for the virus. 22 members of his cabinet have it, including the head of the Senate and Augusto Heleno, the president's closest aide and chief security adviser. It is thought they contracted COVID-19 during a visit to the United States this month when several politicians dined with President Trump. Bolsonaro insists his results were negative, and that even if he did get it, it's just a little cold. 
infuriating some of his closest congressional allies. Several formal requests for his impeachment have now been logged in Congress for putting public health at risk. After they stabbed me, a little cold isn't enough to push me out. If the doctors and health ministry give the order to retake the test, I will. If the contrary, I'll act just as any one of you here present. While countries across the world have closed borders, schools and airports, Brazil has introduced few such measures up until this week. No lockdowns have been ordered. Instead, state governments such as Rio de Janeiro have taken the lead ordering people to stay home. Here, in the beachside city as of Tuesday, all non-essential businesses were no longer open. Beaches like Ipanema have been closed for well over a week, and there's no interstate transport. You can't really go anywhere. As news broke that the virus had inevitably reached the sprawling, unmapped shantytowns of Rio, Bolsonaro took to social media to say that there's some sort of cure. He championed anti-malaria medicine, that's widely available in a tropical climate like Brazil's, despite warnings from the national health regulator not to contemplate taking chloroquine for COVID-19. I've been informed that they've started evaluating the use of chloroquine, an anti-malaria medication, in patients with COVID-19. Also, I've met with the defence minister, and we've decided that the military laboratories should immediately up production of this medicine. There's even been a run on the pharmacies for the medicine, after the president said he'd ordered the army to increase production. Like Donald Trump, this Trump of the tropics is trying to calm his people by bringing them a solution, hoping that they'll blindly keep the economy moving. Here's Bolsonaro's speech on Tuesday night, where once again it's jobs, not public health, at the top of his agenda. Life must go on. Jobs must be secured. Family livelihoods must be preserved. And we should return to normality. He's resorted to giving regular press conferences on coronavirus, announcing emergency economic measures as he tries to weather what will likely be the biggest financial fiasco Brazil has ever faced. Even he, a so-called political strongman, has openly admitted any economic depression, likely caused by such a pandemic, would mean the end of his government. For Monocle, in Rio de Janeiro, I'm Lucinda Elliott. To Los Angeles now, where those in need of a cultural fix needn't look any further than their own living space, as Monocle's Carlotta Rabello reports. For those stuck indoors missing their cultural fix, several iconic Los Angeles institutions have ramped up their digital presence in the past week. The Getty Center, Getty Villa and Getty Library have their exhibitions online, including Michelangelo, Mind of the Master, and an array of art books available for download. The Natural History Museum has several videos, including the tiniest dinosaur discovered to date. And the Museum of Contemporary Art has launched a series of online activities, from movie night on Thursdays, live videos from an artist home on Saturday, and a virtual book club every Sunday. And if you're looking for music, the Grammy Museum has got you covered. They're streaming never-before-released interviews with artists and musicians that have been recorded over the institution's 12-year history. Time to get comfy. For Monocle, I'm Carlotta Rabello.
And finally today, while many of us are stuck indoors for a while, the work of architects and urban planners is just as pressing as ever. Monocle's design editor, Nolan Giles, used his one walk of the day to venture out and take a look. For urbanists, architects or any keen observer, the city takes on a new tone in its semi-abandoned state. Forced to finally slow down, many of us now use one-a-day walks to learn about our neighbourhood's lay of the land in a much more intimate manner. It's quite literally eye-opening. Speaking to designers and industry commentators this week across Europe, we've discussed the little urban quirks we now appreciate a little bit more. This might be the way the sun moves gracefully around a well-planned garden, or why London's old industrial buildings have much more generous and better designed windows than those in its glitzy new developments. You take away the distraction and you give yourself more time to see things, says Ernst van der Herven, publisher of Life of Things magazine MacGuffin. He painted a vivid verbal picture of central Amsterdam to me. Birds returning to trees and the canal-laden district and all of its architectural beauty returned to citizens from the tourists. There's plenty to complain about right now, of course, but it seems architects and urban planners are using their time a little more wisely. By looking at our environments with a more careful eye and thinking about what really needs to be there and what could be done better, we can improve our future cities. My thanks to our design editor, Nolan Giles. Elsewhere on today's agenda... Art Dubai would be entering its final day of proceedings today, and while much of the cancelled fair's work can be viewed and bought online, the UAE has found another way of supporting the community. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs Office of Public and Cultural Diplomacy has been busy buying up 373,000 euros worth of art and counting from emerging and established local artists as a means of backing them through these tricky times. The works are intended for exhibition in UAE embassies, with Emirati diplomats from all around the world consulted as to the best pieces for their respective locales. And as many restaurants are forced to shutter and switch to a takeaway-only model, some are showing resilience by appealing to our better selves. For every meal ordered at the Japanese eatery Besu in New York, a meal will be donated to a child in need. Others are taking to social media, such as the group of restaurants that organized a one-day Great American Takeout initiative earlier this week, sparking a surge in sales. Read more about today's stories by subscribing to our daily email bulletin at our website. I'm Ben Ryland. The Monocle Minute returns on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you.